Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Dennis Curry is the producer of the award-winning non-fiction web series, Gettin' Down, which follows the lives of adults who have Down syndrome. Dennis is the producer and runs the E-plus program that helps train adults with Down syndrome to develop skills for the workplace. And Carol, I understand Dennis' film, Gettin' Down, is now on Facebook and YouTube as well. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Dennis, for joining us. I understand that you provide employment training services to adults with intellectual delays and would like you to tell us about this work. Yes, we do. A DDSL Employment Plus. It's part of a larger nonprofit, 41 years now in existence. And we're the employment arm for the organization, uh, providing adults with intellectual delays with, a, with an array of different uh, employment training opportunities. And my personal passion would be in the uh, area of employment of production. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, tell us uh, what you and your crew produce. Is it training videos or commercials or what? Yes, and more. Uh, Training videos, commercials, PSAs, and starting with Getting Down a few years ago, we entered into the web series world, and we're now producing, in the midst, uh, we're now producing four web series and also a a feature animated piece all at the same time, plus television production. Plus television production. How many people are on your crew? Uh, We average... uh, uh, probably about 15 uh, students in a class, and then there's myself and two other staff uh, that put it all together. That's fantastic. So tell us about your award-winning series, the web series that's now on YouTube and Facebook. Getting Down, is it's a real simple uh, premise. It's the story of some people who happen to have Down syndrome. It started a few years ago when I was looking to, for us to break into the web series market. And I said, wait a minute, I've got, the, I've got this group of guys here who have Down syndrome who are very prolific, very dynamic in their personalities. Let's uh, start shooting them. And uh, the, the pilot was just that, uh, just getting their opinions and their ideas. And uh, we're now about to start our, our third season. My goodness. So it's going very well, right? It's, it's been gangbusters. Um, we entered last year into the LA Web Fest and uh have been our 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 screenings of the of the videos have been around the world since then. Well, tell us about the LA Web Fest and um what awards did you win? Um LA Web Fest the reason we got into that was in my research I found it's not only the oldest but it's considered like the granddad of all web fests so completely on a lark I decided, you know, what's the worst case scenario they can say no. And we entered. I was surprised first that we got in. Then we were nominated uh, for Best uh, Reality Series and Best Editing. Uh, We got both of those. And then LA Web Fest is tied to a variety of international web festivals, and we won grand prizes, uh, which made us automatically selected for Berlin, Spain, Rome, Melbourne, 
Australia, and I'm probably missing one, but we walked away with a lot of awards that first that first year. That's incredible. And were they all for the same thing or different awards? Uh, yeah, the same. The same. Same. It was all for getting down, and it got us into the festivals. And we weren't able to to go. We would have loved to have gone to all of them, and our plan was, but we were to go to hit all of them that year. But we did raise enough money, and myself and Richard, one of the cast members, went to Melbourne, Australia, uh, about a year ago for the Melbourne Web Fest, and we got the Outstanding Diversity Award at uh, that festival. Oh my gosh! So your production values are very high, correct? Uh Yes, uh, but it's a very simple pr- set of production values. Up until now, season one and two have been uh, shooting cast members to a black background or a white background and um, one camera, but moving the camera around to different angles to make it look like we're doing a three-camera shoot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you're just going back in time using the old <laughs> format. Exactly. Uh, and now this, this season three, we're going to be expanding with uh, not only doing the standard, you know, three camera splash one camera shoot of interviews, but B-roll footage going out into the community, uh, getting shots of, of, of other things going on. So it's going to, I think it's going to definitely increase the production value. Oh, well, tell us about um, how you, um, how, how you start a web fest. Uh, I'm sorry. How you start a web series? Because is it just like making a short film? Um, a, a series of short films. Uh, and actually, now we've got, we've got four others in addition to this where we're working on, or we're actually shooting right now. Uh, I'd always, as like everything else, I think it starts just with a really good idea. And um, we have just latched on and love the web series format because, from a production standpoint, I'm, I'm shooting. Oh, five to seven minute episodes, and there's some that some web series that are doing as little as literally one to four minute episodes. So it doesn't take long to shoot. It doesn't take long to to go through post. Um, just starting with a good idea, a good story, and then put it to practice. So you've got a middle, beginning, and end of a story. It's just like a short. It's just like a regular film, but it's only five to seven minutes. Exactly, and with this particular one, after the first episode, the first episode, if you see the pilot, episode 101, we, I had no idea what we were going to do. I just took my, th- my three guys, and we, I asked them different questions. I knew enough about them, and we clumped it all together into the pilot. Since then, each episode has a theme to it. Uh, one of them recently, I've got a young man who is engaged, so the, the title was What's Love Got to Do With It? And it was him talking about love and his relationship and what does love mean to him. Uh, and then we just shoot it and then keep it under nine minutes. So no, no as a reality, as a documentary thing, no script, just the, the most we'll have is a theme and then start shooting. My gosh. That's taking, a, well, it's taking a big chance, but sometimes you get something really special, don't you? Yeah, we've been um, fortunate. I think it, it, it first, for this type of, of, of format, it, it really relies on the people that you're interviewing. You know, I mean, since we're not scripted, we're just theme-based for each episode. Is, uh, and, and we're doing more and more research, and the two main cast members, Scott and Richard, are taking on more and more roles. As an example, uh, episode 301, the first episode for season three, Scott is taking on the role of a producer um, because that episode is going to be uh, tentatively titled, What Is It? 
And so he's researching, as a gentleman with Down syndrome, exactly what is Down syndrome. And we're looking to end that episode with two of them interviewing some expert they can find, that they'll have to find talking about Down syndrome. And, and uh, so they're, they're getting more and more involved in the producing, and Richard's going to be even directing this next episode. Oh, my gosh, yeah. how exciting for him. It's been a goal of his for, for, for forever. He he wants to be the next Spielberg, so we're going to get him started. Uh, I'd like to uh, ask a question here, Dennis. It, it sounds like you guys have a really good structure that you're working with, and at the same time, a large portion of what you guys do are doing leans into an intuitive process as well because like you said you know you didn't even know exactly how you were going to start out but you just started here and then you just move on to the next thing that just makes sense but you're you're also using a very heavily relying on an intuitive process would you talk about that a little bit yeah it's it's knowing i had never thought about it that way but it's it's knowing the cast it's knowing the people involved Um, as an example we added a new cast member cody carlson uh, the end of season two, I found out he was a young man who not only made it onto So You Think You Can Dance, but his audition aired, and he lives here locally. So I ran into him at an event, explained who we are and what we're doing, and got and said, I want you on board. Um, so I knew going in we were going to show his audition and then talk to him about the creative process and what makes what makes him tick, what makes him dance. And it's I'm, I'm learning as I'm going, but I'm finding interviewing is listening. And just, you know, you listen to what the the person you're interviewing says, and then you come up with more questions. And these guys have always inspired me. So it, it's 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 not work at all. That's great. That's No, it sounds like you're having a wonderful time. Uh, and you're developing your ideas. But what I, I wonder is, what are you doing differently than other web series that allows you to win so many awards? I, I think, honestly, the subject matter is still fresh to put my producer's hat on for a minute. Um, outside of the show that has since come on, I think it's A&E, uh, dealing with some folks with Down syndrome, there hasn't been, I've seen a whole lot on this subject matter. And and timing is everything, and we've gotten in at a good time. And I, I also think, think the message is, is resonating with others. And, and our theme is that we're more alike than, than disalike. Um, we, we did an episode in, in season one called Loss because two of our two of our cast members both lost their uh, fathers at an early age, and it was one of the more revealing and emotionally impacting episodes as they both fought back past tears to talk about loss. And again, we all can relate to that, though. I think that's that's the key to the series. Is um, I, I'm hopeful that folks get past the, the label Down syndrome very quickly and say, Wow. I felt the same way that they have. I felt the same. I thought the same thoughts as, as Richard or Scott or Cody. Yes, that's really important. That's great. Uh, well, all right. Let's start from the beginning. I know a lot of people listening would love to know how you produce a web series. So, first of all, you come up with a really good idea. You told us that. And now you're doing a non-scripted, so you're just coming up with an idea and, and asking questions and going with the flow, right? Right, exactly. And three of the other four we're doing are totally scripted. Um, so we're, we're more in the, in the mainstream there. I've got you know, scripted pieces. They've got a you know, set amount of lines and set number of scenes, and they go shoot, and then we cut it together. We have one other uh, series, The Allison Project, that is also going to be um, – 
non-scripted. It's a reality documentary type show. And what subject is that? The Allison Project came from a, inspired by a good friend of mine, Allison, <laughs> uh, who's a, a local actor here in town, but she's also a mom. And I was watching how she was balancing and, and able to balance between raising two young boys and still doing theater, either directing or teaching or acting. And it dawned on me, I said, wait a minute, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of moms out there who had careers, and, and especially those in the arts. Perhaps after they've had children, they've decided for whatever reason that they, they're not going to do that anymore. And at, at times it's, it seems it's, it's okay for the dad to keep doing careers, but moms, you're not looked upon as a good mom if you, if you maintain a career, especially in the arts, especially if something that doesn't pay. So in the Allison Project, we're, we're going to be interviewing moms, first and foremost, who have, uh, like Allison, kept their dreams alive, dance or painting or acting or film, whatever. Um, and then on the other hand is looking at moms who haven't and gave it up and try to re- reintroduce that woman that used to dance and introduce her to one of the local you know, fine choreographers here and give her a dance lesson to see if she might you know, start back up uh, her her art. Wow. You certainly have a large market for that. Yeah, we've already gotten a lot. We just <laughs> the time, time. If we once we can invent the forty eight hour day, I'll have that season <laughs> done. I've I've shot the pilot so far, but between our schedule and Allison's schedule, she she serves as the host and she's constantly in, in another show or directing and as a matter of fact we're gonna be co directing a play um you know, next month together. Uh, just finding the time to shoot that first episode with the first mom has been uh, a challenge. Right. So you come up with an idea, and if it is a co with someone like this, it's co-producing. Uh, you work on it together, and you. How many uh, shows do you plan, or do you know the number of shows before you start shooting? Um, on the the reality, the documentary-based shows. Um, no, um, the, the, for for getting down, we set five episodes for the for each of the first two seasons, and excuse me, that's been a good number. I know on some of the um, fictional pieces, we're looking more at eight. Um, you're seeing more and more television shows. Uh, Stranger Things is an example. Um, things like True Detective, um, where they're they're going more like a miniseries, and and eight episodes is a solid. You need at least three completed episodes to typically enter into a festival. So you got to get at least that. Okay. Three for a festival. And eight seems to be the common number these days, five or eight. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, all right. So for filmmakers who want to make webisodes, what advice can you give them? Do it, first and foremost. Don't Don't hesitate. Don't second guess. Um, many times as filmmakers, we tend to over, overthink, and in the process, a year has gone by because you're still thinking <laughs> about doing it. You know, just just get started. Um, we run every single, like I said, we've got four or five now running simultaneously, plus the television work. Um, we have zero budget on all of them right now. Um, so don't let money get in your way. Don't let anything get in your way. If you've got a great idea, one that you think is a great idea, either fiction-based or documentary-based, start shooting. Hmm. Wow. And tell me, um, let's talk about your audience. For each show you're talking here, you have different audiences. The Allison Show is mothers, right? Mothers with young exactly. children. And um, the Down Syndrome is a big, that's a wide audience. But let's uh, understand how you find your audience. 
That's, that has been our largest challenge, and I think I find that overall with, with filmmakers. You know, we, we all tend to, you know, we can come up with great ideas. We can come up with, with something that we feel proud of. Um, I, I find most of us as filmmakers are not the best marketers. You know, we, 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 we make stuff, and then getting, the, getting it out has been the challenge. I'm learning over time to, to pick up that rain, and as a matter of fact, our next semester, which starts a week from next Monday, we're going to do a marketing and sales class in an effort to try to get our students, first and foremost, into the marketing game. And then we're going to bring in social media experts, especially on Facebook and YouTube, to tell us how we can up our viewership, up our likes, and up our uh, subscriptions. Exactly. That would be a great move, social media experts. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, it's just we're, we're not good at that, so we need we need help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be just uh, while the listeners are are uh, clued into the the Facebook, let's just give them the Facebook page too. They may want to go and visit and periodically uh, return and just kind of see examples of what's going on that they can use with their own projects. Oh yes, please, and click on the invaluable like. Uh, it's on Facebook, Getting Down, G-E-T-T-I-N, Down the Series, all one word, Getting Down. No G on the end. Okay. Getting Down the Series. On Facebook. On Facebook. All right. 300 and something likes. I'd like 500, please. <laughs> it's amazing that you won all those awards and uh, – and you just have those few people on Facebook because you obviously must have a lot of audience out there that are watching your series. Yeah, and, and it's international. Right? We have now friends, dear friends, in Australia, Paris, uh, Rio de Janeiro, um, Ireland. Um, and on the distribution end, out of the K-Web Fest, uh, year two of being in that in Seoul, Korea, we just signed a deal um, doing a 50-50 split on uh, Getting Down will now be airing on a video on demand in China and Korea. Um, oh, how wonderful. Up, yeah, they're setting up a website for that. And then Dublin, Ireland, because we were in last year in the Dub Web Fest in Dublin, they're doing a similar thing. Initially, they're doing it as a, as a, as a free-to-watch, but down the road they'll also be setting it up as a video on demand. So we're about to go Dublin, China, and Korea. And uh, were China and Korea, did they contact you? Uh, that was done through the uh, K-Webfest. Young Man Kang is the young man. The ta he is the Spielberg, literally the Spielberg of Korea, of South Korea. He set this up. He's been wanting to uh, and, and been a champion in introducing Asia into, in, into the web series format. And, in, and the K-Webfest is still the only, as far as I know, web series festival that takes place in all of Asia. Oh, it is. It's the only one for Asia. Yes. All right. Yeah, so just by being an official selection, and not, we were nominated in, in this year's K-Webfest for Best Documentary and, and for some Best Ensemble Cast, which was kind of cool. Didn't get either, but, hey, we got a contract to distribute in China, so we're happy. Yes, you should be. Well, <laughs> tell us what kind of cameras you use, what kind of editing equipment, so we understand. Uh, we, we use a Canon 7D. Mm -hmm. um, a number of years back, we got some money in, which we haven't had since. And uh, at that point, you could get the 5, the 5D, 7D, or the, there was the uh, T, 
T3, T2 something. Anyway, the, the 5 was the more ex- most expensive. We didn't want to go the cheapest, so we went with the Canon 7D. Um, editing, we use Final Cut Pro 10 now. Um, and then we have a Tascam uh, field recorder that attaches right to the tripod, and it actually outputs directly into the camera the sound that we record with our boom mic. So to get technical for a moment, that we, we, we get good audio. I, I find a lot of new filmmakers forget sound, and we started having talkies quite a few years ago. And they'll, they'll, they'll get a really nice camera with really pretty pictures, but their sound is not very good because they're, like, getting sound right off the camera or they're, you know, you've you got to still have good sound. I totally agree with you. I see thousands of films every year through our film grant. That's the one thing that will pull you out of the story immediately is poor sound. Exactly. Yeah. If I can't hear it or, or the quality is bad, there's a hum in the background or static, I'm tuning you out because you've already tuned me out with your audio, your poor audio. So. Poor audio, right. Well, now you mentioned you have zero budget. So, of course, one of my questions would be, where do you get your funding? So how, how does this work? <laughs> we, well, we, we already have the equipment, you know, through, through you know, previous uh, donations. Um, nobody gets paid for doing any of the work. You know, if I can occasionally come up with 20 bucks to give somebody gas money, we do, but that's really rare. Um, we are looking right now... Um, into possibilities for our uh, for all of our web series and the television shows and in, in going the sponsorship route. You know, if we can get get a, a major sponsor to sponsor a season or an episode of any one of the different web series. Uh, our, our first goal is to be able to at least give gas money back to cast and crew. Second is to give gas money and feed them, and then third <laughs> would be to actually pay them. Oh, how lovely! We we, we have a goal. I just. There's no light at the end of the tunnel yet. But what's happening is everyone's having a good time, right? Exactly. Sounds like. Yep. And you're yep. raising the consciousness on what is Down syndrome and who are these these people and what are they like and are we really alike? Uh, and that is an important issue for all of us and, to understand. And, and actually, organically, just out of accident, kind of like accidentally getting into the first web festival, um, we got in contact with someone we know who works at a, one of the local schools, and we have, we've started with, at the, by the end of season two, we started doing outreach. And what I mean there is we've been invited to uh, local schools, we show an episode, and then I have cast members with me, and the kids ask questions about what is Down syndrome. So that's kind of the next phase of this whole program, in addition to viewing, screening the videos, is get out in the community and and educating. How lovely. That is really important. You know, some time back I heard a story um, about some young people running a race, and one of them fell down, and the rest of them stopped, went back, picked her up, got her back on her feet and running again, and then they all took off running as if, but they were more, what mattered to them was, was she okay more than winning the race? And then, of course, you learned that they had Down syndrome. So I'm just wondering, have you found this to be true, that they are really caring, supporting people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I don't, I, I don't, I don't tend to try to, to, you know, like all this people are that or all people are that, but, but I know for the group I work with here, um, real, big heart, 
big, big heart. Big hearts, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. This this is wonderful. Well, so the thing is, with zero budget, you've only got you can only go up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. So so we will win with every five dollars that we add to the budget because now it's a five dollar budget instead of a zero. <laughs> and then we divide. Okay, everybody gets a dollar for gas today. <laughs> I love it. That's terrific. But that means it's five times more than what we had before. That's the way I look at it. Of course it is. Of course. Well, um, (laughs) give give me an idea. What do you think a four-minute episode would cost a normal filmmaker? Um, There's so much that goes into it. because we, we also do production service work, you know, like when we do the commercials and the training videos and PSAs where we'll charge. Um, there, are, there are too many variables to, I mean, hundreds to thousands. I mean, how many cameras do you need? How many locations are involved? Um, you know, is there any extra special equipment or makeup that has to, has to go into it? Getting down for the first two seasons, like I said, it's shot right here on our campus in our studio, which is a classroom. Uh, so we're not renting uh, the space. The equipment we already own uh, and the crew is made up of my students that are in video production classes. So they're here, you know, and then the cast is is here as well. So, yeah, hundreds to thousands of dollars to possibly shoot. It depends on the, the, the complexity of the shoot. Right. But the secret is to look around and see what you have what you and your potential crew has, use everything you have at hand. If someone has a good location for shooting that's soundproof, right, and someone has a camera and someone has a good idea and you put all that together, you really have everything you need to make a film, don't you? Exactly. One of our our, our ones that we've just about completed the first season, The Newcomers, a comedy, they needed a bookstore for a lot of it. So they found a bookstore that the owner was very, very supportive of the arts here in downtown Sacramento. And as long as we, it means early shoots, you know, he opens by, I think, 9 or 10 on a Saturday. So they got a 7 a.m. call. And by 10 o'clock, whenever he's opened, we've already pretty much shot what we need to, and there's no cost. And I think that's part of the creative process for um, um, producers is, like you say, find those locations you know, and, and, and networking. Because you know, our, our crew on our other shoots, we have gone truly community. Um, we've, we're getting some of the best uh, DPs and sound people and directors, and we have two incredibly talented makeup people on board, Kaylee and uh, Felicia. Um, and so we're, we're, we're creating more of a studio atmosphere with the community, and they, they know people who know people. By adding more people to your team, your potential to get more locations and more stuff for free or next to free exponentially increases. It certainly does, and particularly when you pitch them your project. Everybody, I'm sure, wants to help. Yeah, and that's that's been the key, too, when you, you ask how, how to be successful, is everybody sees, first and foremost, value in what you're doing, but they have a good time doing it. Uh, the, the, the latest guy that we brought on, Anthony, who's been an incredible DP, and he brings his own equipment. You know, we talked about getting a 5D. He's got a 5D. So a couple of our stuff, the newcomers and Lilith, another one, are both being shot on his camera. And he's been so excited about working with us, he wants to get grant money for us and get other people involved. 
And, Absolutely and so, a great idea. You tell him I think he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm going to get you guys money. I like what you're doing. Yeah. So it, just have, if you have good quality people who their time is respected and they have fun doing it, they're going to want to come back and work with you again, even if they're working for free. Absolutely. Well, share with us one more time how they can reach you personally and also where they can see your films. Um, email address is e plus e p l u s at ddso dot com e plus at ddso dot com. Um, again, Facebook, uh, getting down the series. Um, our phone number here at DDSO Employment Plus is nine one six nine seven three one nine six six. Ask for me for Dennis. We're always looking for new people to get involved, either as potential actors or crew. Um, because again, we want to expand. Into, we want to be a community-based filmmaking company. We are not a disability company. We're a company that is inclusive of all. So join us. Oh, wonderful! Thank you so much, Dennis. We really appreciate that. Thanks, Claire, for helping with the show. It was a great pleasure. And Dennis, I just want to say one of the other things that I think is a key to your success is your enormous enthusiasm, and it is <laughs> contagious. I have to say. We're blessed in doing things we love and getting paid, even though we're not getting paid a lot of money. We, 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 this is what we do, and we love doing it. That's the secret to life, to love what you do. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Dennis, thank you very much. Thanks, Claire. Thank You're you, welcome. guys. Uh-huh. Bye. Uh, everyone. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.